0: 12 questions version of the podcast today. Um, you'll have to excuse my voice a little bit. I'm getting over a an odd uh, sort of cold that hit me out of nowhere. I think all the excitement from the Las Vegas fight video, um, it's like the next day after that. I couldn't get out of bed. I, I I think I was on so much adrenaline or something. I came down with this odd fever and my voice went away and um, I'm, I'm still getting over it a little bit. So um, pardon my voice, but I definitely wanted to record this anyway, uh, because Dale Earnhardt Jr. is the guest this week on the 12 Questions. Pretty awesome. And if you listen to Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s podcast um, on Dirty Mo' Radio, you already know his question for the next guy, because he did a whole segment on his podcast about it, which was really cool. Um, I won't spoil it for those who haven't, but really awesome of Dale Jr. to give a shout out on his podcast. He did so again this week. For my video, and just, um, I really appreciate all the support. Uh, it's really nice of him. I, I, I wanted to clear something up though. I've actually had some people ask me, he's been so nice about it on Twitter about, um, you know, supporting jeffgluck.com and my new venture and everything that people have actually asked me a couple people um is he like involved in the in the website somehow or is he like getting a a cut of the pledges um no the answer is definitely not um i i believe from what i can tell he's just trying to be nice and supportive and i really appreciate that honestly but uh no he's not like a a secret partner in JeffCluck.com or anything but he did agree to do the 12 questions interview which i really appreciate and uh, also his pr woman tiff daniels for being willing to set that up and work this into his schedule. So very excited to bring this to you. Take a listen. We recorded this at Atlanta Motor Speedway a couple weeks ago and let me know what you think.
1: Okay, we're here with Dale Earnhardt Jr. First question of this year's 12 questions, Dale, is how much of your success is based on natural ability and how much has come from working at it?
2: How much is based on my ability and, and, and the effort I put in? For a long time, it was all ability, low, low effort. Uh, now I think it's 50 okay. 50.
1: Yeah. So obviously, Jeff Gordon, Tony Stewart, and Carl Edwards have all retired in the last couple of years. What's your pitch for fans of theirs to become fans of yours?
2: Um, you know, I'll be honest with you, I'd probably steer them toward the new guys. Um, I'm on the back side of my deal, so. For the health of the sport, I think it'd be awesome if they, gla- you know, grabbed on to Blaney or Chase or somebody like that. They're going to be successful. Going to be around a long time. Um, that'd probably be better for everybody. Okay. That's
1: nice of you. Mm-hmm. What's the hardest part of your job away from the racetrack?
2: The hardest part of my job away from the racetrack is probably uh, appearances that are out of market, which means anything Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. That's that's hey, man. Like this week, we flew to. Um, Florida, Wednesday, and then we did an appearance in Texas Thursday, and then we came here, and it just eats up an entire day. The appearances themselves are fun, just the travel. We had a hunter not, we ain't going out to Texas, took us three hours to get there, do the appearance, then come home, and it's 5.30, you know. You just leave at 9 in the morning. But uh, those aren't all, you know, the the travel, I guess. You know, you kind of like to be home in a week, but you got to be doing these appearances, you know. So, somebody spots you eating dinner in
1: a nice restaurant, should they approach you for an autograph or no?
2: After, I done eat, after I'm done eating, once they see me put my utensils down, I'm fair game. Okay. So
1: don't, if, you're, if, if, if you have a bite of food in your mouth, just hold on a second.
2: Yeah, it's probably going to piss off who I'm, eat, who I'm having dinner with more than me. But uh, yeah, I think it'd be cool because I don't like people talking over my food. You know, if you got a plate of food in front of you and somebody comes over and talks over your shoulders, and, and I don't like my dog even being near me when I'm eating, you know, breathing all over my plate, it's just gross. I don't, They're like I, raining
1: spittle down on your...
2: <laughs> there is the possibility, yeah. in all likelihood they are. Okay,
1: yeah. <laughs> That's very understandable, okay. What's a story in NASCAR that doesn't get enough coverage?
2: The story in NASCAR that There's doesn't enough get enough... Story, yeah. Yeah. Well, probably, you know I think that there needs to be more um, effort to market Chase Blaney, Bubba Wallace. They're doing a great job with Suarez, um, but they need to really get these guys um, in front of uh, not only the NASCAR fans but more mainstream media, Rolling Stone and. You know, Blaney did watch What Happens Live before I did, um, which is certainly outside the NASCAR world. Those are great things for those guys, great opportunities for those guys to – because they're carrying a torch, man, they're, they're, and they have the personalities. They're so funny, you know, and they're good guys. They're all not – they're not brats. You know, they all have great personalities, and that's – if NASCAR is going to return to its peak – uh that's where it's going to come from. Those guys, they're going to be the ones driving when that's happening. So they need to start putting, you know, put funding the marketing behind those guys, get people to know them. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Um,
1: who's the last driver that you texted?
2: Let me see. Oh, goodness. Okay. Jimmy. Casey and Chase were on a group me and we were talking about um, running a four-mile run tonight.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> really? Are you, are you thinking of doing that?
2: Yeah, I ran three at home yesterday, so it shouldn't be too hard. I don't run the pace that they run, though. Jimmy and Chase are in the eight-minute mark, but I'm not even close. So you can do a 5K now? Yeah, but I – I yeah, sure. Yeah, That's I could. 3.1, so. Know, I'd be happy. Yeah, that'd be great. I should try one. Um, I think Greg's going to run with us too, but, uh, so yeah, that was the last group. I guess that's too obvious.
0: No,
1: no, that's still interesting. Do you consider race car drivers to be entertainers?
2: Yes. Um, yeah, I think certain guys are very, you know, you know, Spencer Gallagher. Okay. You laugh. So I think, um he's certainly entertaining when he's doing his interviews he's got a great outlook and approach to racing and and very cavalier about it but at the same time he's competitive um, those you know i talked about blaney and chase um, those guys are certainly uh... gonna hopefully you know utilize their their personalities to market themselves and um, there is a there is a point when you are an entertainer. You know, you get up and do those Q and As, and and you got to be funny and witty and and inter, you know in, in, interact with the audience. And when you're out, you know, when you're in the car, I don't think you're much of an entertainer. But uh, outside the car, you gotta you are an entertainer many and many and many times during during the week.
1: What is your middle finger policy on the racetrack?
2: Well, that's a good one. Okay, um, if you're if they're much much younger than you, you can totally flip them off. If they're the same age as you or have ran t- more than four or five seasons, you cannot flip them off. Um, I flipped off Shauna Robinson once in practice, and she wrecked me in the race. Uh, I don't know that she never, you know, never said she meant it on purpose, but she was very upset with me in practice. Um, you know, you hear about Rusty Wallace and all those other guys, how that just, man, when you get flipped off, especially by somebody younger than you, you just go on attack mode. You lose your, you lose your mind. Um, so it's a very seldom used expression on the track. And it definitely, um, it definitely sort of has its unspoken, there's some etiquette there on when to use it and when not to use it. Interesting.
1: Things you never knew. (laughs) Um. Some drivers keep a revenge list in their minds, but do you have like a, a a list for drivers who have done you a favor that you owe those type of things back?
2: Uh, you certainly do remember the guys that tend to race you. Uh, you know, not as hard doesn't mean I don't. I don't know that you 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 a, you. I think you race people how they race you. Other than that, you don't really keep a, a mental note of it. Uh, you know, there's guys that are really, really hard to pass. Newman's probably at the top of that list. Everybody's probably—if you asked everybody who's the hardest driver to pass, they're gonna say Newman. But he's a great guy. You know, we're we're pretty decent friends. To be honest with you. Okay. But then there's guys like Mark Martin, Martin that never raced anybody hard. You know, in the, at least in the first half of the race. You know, very very much a lot of give and take there. You know, but uh, and when he would come up on you, you'd kind of return the favor. So I guess you do it. You race people how they race you. Makes sense.
1: I have to tell you, you were the answer to this next question from Martin Shurik Jr. last week. The the question is, who is the most famous person you've had dinner with?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Jay-Z and Beyonce. Yeah. Uh, When he he invited us to Monaco to be in their video uh, with Danica way back, about freaking 10 years ago, it seems, Uh, we had dinner with them. A lot of fun. Had some had some beers and goofed up and joked around quite a bit. They're very down to earth. Yeah, I was gonna say, do they
1: seem like normal people? They
2: were incredibly normal. Uh, Beyonce said I reminded her like her uh, reminded her of her uncle with uh, with my honesty. I guess I guess I'm super honest. It's a nice
1: compliment yeah, from Beyonce. Amazing compliment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's something about yourself you'd like to improve?
2: Um, my. Disposition, much be a happier person more consistently, not let not get bummed out or or frustrated or aggravated so easily.
1: I know you say that, but lately you seem that hanging on to it.
2: Yeah, Yeah, see, I got this. You know, being out of the car, I sort of worked on myself a little bit, and yeah, I'm trying to hang on to it. But this racing can piss you off, so I don't know how long it's gonna last.
1: (laughs) So the question from the last person, I did it with Garrett Smithley. He drives that number zero car. Yeah. And um, he wants to know, is there anything, like, from your rookie year that you would have told yourself to make you a better driver or, or advice from from your rookie self that you could look back on now?
2: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things that I didn't know or didn't do well. I would have uh, spent more time in the holler working on the car with, with Tony Sr. and Tony Jr. And they weren't the chattiest guys, but uh, I certainly would have been – more, much, much more involved in what went on between practice and qualifying and what went on between, you know, qualifying and Saturday practice and, and all that. I just never I – I would walk up to the car just as they were firing the motors. You know, nowadays I, I feel bad if I'm not here 30 minutes early in the hall of talking to Greg seeing what the plan is. And then when we get done running, I hang around till Greg seems to be bored with me. Uh, when I was racing him as a rookie – I'd get out of the car, say five words to Tony Jr. and run into the bus and play video games the rest of the day until it was time to go get in the car for qualifying, like 10 cars to go. So I wasn't very, uh, I didn't have my head on straight, you know, I just didn't understand. I was Everything had been handed to me in a, certain, in a sense to that point to where I didn't appreciate how much I needed to be working for this and how much that would have made a difference. I didn't think it would or even knew it would. Certainly have learned a lot.
1: And the toughest question is, especially because I don't know who the
2: next interview is right. with. What's so, the next driver. Yeah. Let's think. Hold on. Pause it for a sec. Okay. okay. If you could punch any driver in the face, who would it be? Have you been? At, has anybody ever asked that question? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but I kind of want to use that on the 12 questions permanently. Like. Next
2: <laughs> <week>. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it gets a really good answer, maybe you move it. Kind of like the specials at dinner. If it's really good, they put it on the menu. Yeah.
1: Oh, definitely. That's what the middle finger question came from, Landon Castle. Well, there you go. So, yeah. Right. Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah. I think. Mean, I mean, and it doesn't have to be because they made you mad on the track. Just somebody. Maybe you don't like them. It could just be a punchable face. A punchable face. Yeah. Who's got a punchable face? <laughs> there you go. Ask it that way, and you might actually get an honest answer. <laughs> Who has the most punchable face? <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for doing this. <laughs> You've got it, man. No problem.
0: So yeah, that was really really fun. Um, I had smiles again, listening to that cause it was just, it was just a good time. I was struggling to keep a straight face and not laugh through a lot of it and screw up the audio. So it was pretty cool. Um, I really enjoyed him taking the time to do that. I want to give some shout outs. First of all, I got to give a shout out to, uh, Jerry Jordan, who is, um, from kickingthetires.net. I don't know if, if any of you have noticed, but, um, sometimes on these podcasts, uh, my peas pop and, um, it, it, it comes up on your audio is a little uh, loud for a second there. I didn't have a windscreen for my microphone. It was just a it was just a regular microphone. And I I tried to go to Best Buy and buy one. I couldn't figure out where you get them. Anyway, Jerry Jordan had some extra windscreens and he gave me one. Um, so even though I didn't have him in time to do the Dale Jr. part of the podcast, this part of the podcast you shouldn't hear the peas popping. <laughs> I know it sounds weird, but it should sound better, and it should sound better for the future, so thanks to Jerry. Thanks also again to Enshroud, the middle schooler, Dale Jr. fan, who uh, lives in Alabama and is a budding EDM DJ. He is the music that you hear on this podcast. Um, His song You um, is what I use for the podcast. He was gracious enough to let me use that, and um, I hope that He's getting a lot of good feedback on Twitter I know a lot of people have asked me What is that music anyway? Yeah, it's pretty amazing He's, he's just a, a guy in middle school Who's uh, trying to be, be get into EDM And I think he's doing a pretty good job so far Also, um, each episode of the podcast I give some shout outs to some of my patrons Who have signed up To allow me to, to get to the tracks in the first place To do these interviews So this week I want to thank Lori Sutton, Jay Bobil Susan Bielfus. George Cerbone, Dane Pockstice, I hope I said that right, Dane, Ken Love, Phil Jones, and Javon Gillen. The next podcast that you will hear if you're a subscriber on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher service is going to be the Social Spotlight with Bubba Wallace. That will be posted tomorrow. That was a fun interview about how Bubba uses social media. Then, of course, it's off to Phoenix International Raceway where I plan to grab a media member after the race and hopefully get them to do the podcast with me if it's not too much of a drain on their time, Um, if they're still stuck around after everybody's finished writing or whatever. So I'm looking forward to that. Should be a lot to talk about this week at Phoenix. Thanks, as always, for listening. Hope you enjoyed this one. Leave a rating if you feel like it on iTunes, and I appreciate that. We will talk to you next time on the Untitled Jeff Buck Podcast.